Hi everybody, this is Matt Kirby and welcome to a brand new episode of Groupie and Harmony, a podcast all about music. So, I really lucked out on this one. The reason I'm recording this episode today is because the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees were announced. I posted my predictions late last night and I and they announced them today. They hadn't announced they hadn't made it public that they were going to announce them. So I really lucked out with that one. I was hoping to get a full list of uh of them announced beforehand, but ultimately I didn't get that one done. Um so I'll discuss that. I'll plug some of my new stuff. Um I'll briefly discuss a little uh twist in the Morgan Wallen situation. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on it because I don't, I don't have too much in particular to add to it, but, um, but anyways, um, before I get into that, I'll do my typical shameless plugs. I have a Facebook page. It's called Grouping Harmony. Make sure you give that a like because I post whenever I have any updates about the podcast. I post whenever I release a new episode of the podcast. And I also post on there whenever I have any, uh, whenever I release any new blog posts for my blog, Feeling Groupy. So I had plugged on there that, um, that, uh, the, um, that I would be doing, listing my rankings for how likely I thought different artists were the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, I was planning on posting that today and then the, nominees were announced, so I'm not gonna do that today. Instead, I'll just discuss where I had the different the artists that were nominated. I'll ha- discuss where I had them ranked. Um, and now, um, I, um, I have one that's gonna be coming out soon. Um, that one, I've plugged this for a while, the fictional festival series, where I create a bunch of fictional festivals and li- different lineups earlier in the pandemic and then continued it later on. Um, so I'll be releasing my first one of that in the next few days, in the next couple days, hopefully, hopefully like tomorrow or the next day at the latest this weekend. Um, because I haven't, I've been a little bit inactive on that, on the blogs lately, just due to work schedule. So I want to be a little bit busier with that one again. Um, the other blog that I do, uh, is, is baller trademarked yet. That one's an NBA blog. I just posted a one um late last uh I guess depending on when you're looking at this or when this is released um early morning February 10th like a little bit after midnight um and that one that one was mainly about uh how, the, how poorly the and in my opinion how poorly the NBA has handled the pandemic so far this year and in this season now I'm not look I'm not considering how it was in the pan in during the NBA bubble because uh, over I mean yeah there were things that um weren't that weren't great that weren't great about it I mean I know in particular I think for me the one that I think is the biggest one is how is the mental impact that it had on the players um but ultimately the goal was to get the season done and they got the job done there so um but now I discuss how I have been really disappointed with different moves that they've made during the season in terms of it, including uh, what I thought was too lenient of fines for James Harden and Kyrie Irving. Um, 
how they handled the Kevin Durant situation where they deemed that he was ineligible, then eligible, and then ineligible, all within the span of a game, and didn't let him start the game, then pulled, then allowed him to play, and then pulled him out of the game because he realized he shouldn't be eligible, and how this isn't the first time that they've blown it with contract tr- contact tracing, and uh, also how overall in the background of this, they're still planning an all-star game, and since I post that also, now they're even considering, and they're looking into adding a slam dunk contest, which will bring in even more players into uh into a, uh, where they're planning on doing it in Atlanta, which will bring more players from different teams into Atlanta to make it more likely of a super spreader event. So, um, and I also had a bonus in that one, which, uh, was, uh, a bon- a bonus entry, which was, uh, my trade gauge, trade grades for the Derrick Rose trade, um, which was Derrick Rose to the Knicks in exchange for, uh, Dennis Smith Jr. and, uh, the Knicks 2021 second round pick to going to the Pistons. Um, ultimately my, I didn't feel like any team had a slam dunk in that one. Ultimately, I'm like, it makes sense. Not ecstatic about it for either team. Both got close. I didn't have like one as the bona fide winner at this time. Um, and of course things could change. Like I had, um, for instance, in the Russell Westbrook, James, uh, John Wall trade at the beginning of the year, I had the Wizards winning that one in a, like easily, I think I had like an A for the Wizards and a D minus for the the Rockets. Now I'd switch those grades. Um, but anyways, that's what I have there. Um, I'm going to have, uh, players to watch out for trades coming up soon. Um, I'm considering doing a piece about discussing the national anthem in, in the NBA, in sports after, uh, the recent bit about, uh, who recently Mark Cuban had uh, announced that the Mavericks weren't going to do Stanford weren't going to play the national anthem, and uh, he and the NBA responded saying that teams were going to. Um, but I'm not as invested with that with the playing of the national anthem, to tell you the truth, as like a lot of people are. Um, because I mean they're there were times it was played for patriotism early on there were times it was played to um it was played to uh stall time while players were striking um so i'm i mean i'm not as invested with the hit with the importance of it as other people are so i'm not sure i'm gonna write that one yet but um yeah so um that's what's coming up for there um and then as for future podcast episodes I, I'm not sure what I'm going to be doing for the future. I'm probably going to start reprising some recurring segments here and there, um, just for the sake of lulls. But anyways, um, so, uh, one thing that I did want to, uh, mention is, uh, the fact that, um, so there's been, a. So, as I mentioned in the last episode, and a lot of people might have heard by now, is, um, the, um, is the fact that, uh, um, Morgan Wallen, um, so, he, uh, so, a video went viral of him where he, uh, had used a racial slur while drunk, and, um, he... Um, 
And with that one, he, um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so there are basically a lot of radio stations and a lot of, uh, like streaming things had removed his music from there. His record label dropped him. There was a lot of backlash, but then suddenly there's all these posts about coming out about how, uh, his album still peaked or his album this past week for the billboard charts remained at the number one spot. Um, and, uh, there are. Um, and, uh, there are a lot of, uh, and there are a lot of people criticizing this, saying that in particular there are people that are commenting, saying something along the lines of, uh, saying, well, the fan, the, well, his fans don't care. Um, and, like, a lot of people are instantly pointing to things like, uh, um, like saying, like, well, that's country music for you. Now, there's a couple things that I do want to dissect here. Um, and I did want to bring up in particular. So, first off, um, the, with that week for the Billboard charts, so, the, it was the week of February 13th is the week that he, his album still remained number one. Now, um, the, now that, um, that one, that week encompasses from, uh, January 29th to February 4th. Now the video was posted on February 2nd. So even with that, that's still four days without that video at all. And another day where it's being posted. So people are still largely still hearing of it, figuring, figuring things out about it and so on. So I, so, I mean, realistically there's at most three days of it. And I think that even still considering how pop, how popular his music was even before that, um, I think that it, we can't necessarily say that, um, that, um, we can't necessarily say that, hey, this, um, this, it is just their, it is the fans or whatever. We can't say that one, in my opinion. Um, and now, um, I think it makes more sense, I think, to look at, um, his individual songs instead. And now a couple of them, a few, a couple of his songs that were, um, there are a few of his songs that had previously chart uh, that were charted that had dropped in the charts, but there were some that did rise, and now I, and some that re-entered. Now I, now I know uh, some people would point to that and say that with the individual songs instead, because that one does individual songs would probably be more impacted by losing uh, the promotions. There are people that would say, "Hey, look, now this is a bigger sign." I don't think it is. Um, I think that. Yeah, sure, I probably would have expected them to drop a little bit, maybe remain stagnant, but some of them were gaining, a couple of his songs were gaining previously, and they just gained more, they didn't gain as, maybe they gained a little bit, but not as much. Um, so I think that really the next week is, uh, the next week's charts is, which will come out next week, is the ones that we really have to watch out for and see 
is his album still number one or not? But that said, um, I think that there are certain, uh, There are certain um, uh, issues where, um, I mean, I think the best way to say this is that even with that though, there are certain issues, there are certain uh, things that go to controversies, issues um, where a career is effectively over. But historically, and even still in recent years, racial issues do not, that does not seem to be the case of. And that's not just in one genre, that seems to be spread across multiple genres. So, even still, I don't think Morgan Wallen's career is over by any means. When I, if I didn't, I don't remember if I said this in the last episode I recorded, because it was a few days ago and I can't remember exactly what I said there, but, um... He, maybe he has to release one album independently. It wouldn't surprise me if a different record label though offers him a offers him a label though just because just especially if we see that his stream results are still constant. And I think a lot of times, like I mean, I know that this realistically it this will be a hit, but it is kind of like this. It does remind me of the saying that no publicity is bad publicity. Where, um, thinking about it, um, when Tory Lanez, um, had, uh, re- um, had released his uh, surprise album after, uh, his first one since, uh, uh, since, uh, shooting Megan Thee Stallion, he, um, it didn't chart, it didn't, like, sell as, or chart as well as his previous albums, but it still chart, it was a top ten album in the U.S., um, then, uh, like, for instance, also, uh, Lana Del Rey came under some controversy recently for saying some comments that, uh, were, I didn't he- exactly hear the comments, but I know there were some that, uh, that were perceived, some of the comments were perceived as, as either, I don't know whether it was racially insensitive, racist, um, along those lines, and she, I don't, I think, don't expect her career to take much of a hit because people seem to be, have forgotten about that. Um, there was co- there was a controversy where um, Doja Cat was on uh, was on um, um, was like involved with the alt right community, and nothing happened to her. She her song that came out and um, say so remained number one. And I will just say also with this one that even while we say that, I I know that there is the shift in the, I know that there are shifts in, uh, in, uh, with racial justice, but even still, I keep thinking back to the fact that Mel Gibson was able to make a come, was able to come back. And I know this is, this is much different. But still, it's at the point now where, with him, it's largely like, okay, whatever. Yeah, he's he's still a good filmmaker. He can do nothing wrong, right? As if we've forgotten, as if we've forgotten the past. Um, 
And I mean, even with even with controversies, I mean, and I mean, some people might say, "Oh, his career's over." That's what we thought with Gary Glitter, who um, had been has been arrested several times in several different countries, relating to or uh, relating to uh, sexual assault, rape, sexual misconduct, and other crimes related to that um, of of girls, um, effectively being a being a serial rapist in multiple countries, and even still. There still came about a controversy when uh, the new when the Joker movie was released regarding um, the use of uh, one of his songs, rock and I think it was Rock and Roll Part Two. Um, in the song, that um, people were one peep that there was the controversy of is he being paid for this? Well, the fact that he, the f- and in my opinion, when I heard this controversy, the thing that I thought was. Two things. First off, unless he signed a, unless he signed away the rights to it or sold the rights off, then he's get it, he got paid somehow or another for the use of this song. Or in this case, for legal, for legal issues, he might have give might have been forced to give it away. But beside the point, the bigger thing is that you're debating whether he's getting paid about it. The truth of the matter is that in that case, he's still alive. So, um. Well, so I think we'll, I am curious to see what happens next week with the Billboard charts. I'm more curious about that than I was about this week. I think that this week I'm like, it's more like, okay, I'm not surprised that's still number one. There were four days that didn't involve the video. And really one of the days, and, and then a fifth day that was still processing, that was still processing it, spreading the word about it. Um, but anyways... Gonna move on to the next, the the big, the big reason that I'm recording this episode today, which was the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees were announced. Um, so ultimately, I had predicted five correctly, um, which is better than two from last year. Um, and I will say, I'll give the nominees, and then I'll discuss um, some reasons that I did think, and some of them it was like I had considered them, but, um, but some of them I didn't consider them as much so um the nominees for this year i'm gonna read them in alphabetical order um by last name unless it's a name of group or uh art uh artist name then i'll throw those in unlisted um mary j blige kate bush devo foo fighters the go-go's iron maiden jay-z uh shaka khan carol king um nafila cootie l cool j new york dolls uh, Rage Against the Machine, um, Todd Rundgren, Tina Turner, and Dion Warwick. So, with this one, I think that a big thing that I hadn't really, that I had, didn't think they would do was, I was the, I was treating it like they would uh, do, that they would act like normally and nominate, and like maybe they would focus on one genre in particular. I didn't know what genre they would focus on. Um, cause last year they focused on, uh, hard rock, but this, uh, but I didn't think they would this year. Um, so I just said a variety of genres. Um, this year it sounds like, it seems like that they did it more based on, uh, uh, more artists that were group, often grouped in with like R an R and B kind of sound. 
and they had a they had like several of them that were that it could could be grouped in with that and i mean what i will say also with this one um my first response with that one is was oh dang i got a bunch of them wrong again um, <laughs> um but i think that in general though i a lot of years what it's easy to look at these and feel bummed out about them there's always a bunch of artists that's like oh i wish they could have nominated them or um a bunch that are like i wish they didn't nominate this person that they did but this year overall i think that i'm not as bummed out as i am with other years um i'll discuss i'll go through these each uh uh one by one um and I, one that makes me laugh, though, is that they said that uh, for CNN, they listed Jay-Z, Carol King, and Tina Turner as the headliners for the for the nomination class. Um, I, or they list them as if they are the headliners. I didn't think that they, that, I thought Jay-Z, yes, but I didn't think that, I mean, Tina Turner, arguably, yeah, I didn't think Carol King was one of the headliners. Um, and that's no disrespect to her. I just think that there were other acts that were bigger. Um, so I'll just start out with the th three that this I'll start out with the three that CNN had listed first. Uh, first off, Jay Z. Yeah, I thought he was a lock to get an odd. Um, I had him as the most likely out of everyone I had. Um, I had um. I mean, I th he's gonna get in. I think there's no question about that. Um. I mean, I think that just with his influence to hip-hop music and how consistent he's been, um, then, yeah, that's that's totally fair. Um, there isn't much of a case against him. There's the case of people being annoying, being like, well, it's hip-hop, it's not rock. Well, the president has been set by several hip-hop artists getting in. So the president has been set. Stop complaining about that, whether you, whether you like it or not. The president has been set. Um... I mean, there's the case that maybe he's, like, there's an argument, is he big enough to be a first ballot Hall of Famer? Um, I think that, for in my opinion, yeah, he is. I, he wasn't always consistent, his releases weren't always consistently amazing, but that said, I still think he, I still think he's big enough. Um, and then, Carol King. Carol King is an interesting one. Um, because in my rankings, and now with my rankings, I didn't end up releasing them, but ultimately I I ranked a lot of different artists, so I had 580 that I thought had a chance of getting in. Carol King is a weird one, because I didn't have her ranked. And the reason for that is because she, Carol King has already been inducted as a non-performer for her songwriting career. Now, um, now, um, Kale King, now, um, I've, I believe I mentioned this one a while back, um, but Carol King, um, she, cause I think, well, I think I did one for, I think it was Women's Month, maybe? I don't remember exactly, but I just got, but, um, Car uh, but Carol King, um, 
ex she's excellent songwriter. Um, she uh had um written a bunch of hits for the uh for the for the Brill Building, and in particular, she's written a total of 118 songs that have charted on the top one on the top 100, which is absolutely insane. Um, but. But yeah, um, she already, um, I mean, yeah, she's like one of the best female songwriters. She did have a successful solo career, though. Her most famous one is Tapestry, which is this year's the 50th anniversary of it. But even still, though, I, I just am a little bit, I'm more, I'm not opposed to her being nominated. I'm just surprised by it because I didn't think they would ever nominate someone as a as a performer and a non-performer so if she does get in I don't think she will but if she does she will be the first person to she'll be the second female to be inducted twice um, and there have been several artists who have been inducted twice but she will be the first person to be inducted as a performer and a non-performer so I don't think she'll get she will get in, but it's possible. I'm not opposed to it. I just did not. I never would have predicted it. And now, next up, Tina Turner. Um, oh, I wanted to include her so bad in my in my top eighteen there. I wanted to so bad. I had her at twenty first. Um, I felt safer with the Marvelettes, um, as an R and B group that they would nominate. Um, I, and also with, I didn't know if they would do, cause I thought that since I thought they watched it, Shaka Khan and so bad, I didn't think they would nominate another, um, another, um, female vocalist of color. Um, but I truly believe that Tina Turner should get in. I think that first old Chris, she should have gotten in already. Um, so I hope she gets in, but with the number of artists that are associated with R&B, I that are nominated this year, and in particular, um, the solo female artist vocalists of color associated with that, excuse me, that genre, she's not a lock. Um, now, Mary J. Blige, I can't say I had predicted her here. Um, I had her ranked 177th, most likely. Now, I expect that she will get in eventually. I don't think she will this year, but I didn't predict... Now, mind you, I thought that there were 118 that I felt most strongly about. And now, um, I thought that... I admittedly thought, though, that... Because I had a lot of 90s hip-hop artists that... I mean, not hip-hop artists, sorry. Uh, R&B artists that were lower than her. She was one of the higher 90s uh, R&B artists. Now, admittedly, 90s R&B has not had a ton of success in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for getting in. Basically, it's like for the artists that had success, R&B artists that had a, lot, a substantial amount of success in the 90s, it was like Janet Jackson and uh, Whitney Houston, who also had success in the 80s. So, I, so my thought process was with her in particular. I thought, will she be the f- the first one to uh, to get a nomination from that one? And my thought process was no. I thought Mariah Carey would. No, I know she has a lot of stuff that's more on the pop side too. But I thought just with Mariah Carey's um, substantial output of hits, 
I thought that she would get more likely to get a nod. Even still, I had Mariah Carey ranked 26th here. And even then, I thought Aaliyah might have it. I had Aaliyah ranked above um, Mary J. Blige. Also, um, and I, that one was more so because of uh, the, um, the, there with a lot of uh, artists for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, there tends to be the, I don't know if like mythology is the exact way I'm lo- word I'm looking for, but um, kind of like the legendary status of they did die young. Imagine what they could have been. So that's why I had Aaliyah ahead of her. But I'm in favor of it. Uh, Mary J. Blige was massive. Uh, she um had a lot of success for uh with her it, um especially with the ninety with nineties music. Um, she uh had a bunch of critically acclaimed albums. Um, she, uh, excuse me. She also, I mean, she also was, uh, really important in, uh, the development and the pop and the popularity of, uh, hip hop soul genre. Um, which really did change the shape of R and B music in the in the nineties. So, um, and she is one of the first ones that would come to mind with in that regard. So, as like one of, I mean, in particular, she has been nicknamed the Queen of Hip Hop Soul. So, so if there was a hip hop soul artist that would have been nominated, it makes perfect sense for her. I just didn't think that they would get to that one quite yet. That said, I like the nomination. Um, next up is Kate Bush. Now, uh, Kate Bush had been previously nominated in 2018. I had her ranked 40th on my most likely. I wanted her to, I wanted to rank her higher. I just didn't think they would go to her this year. Um, but especially since she's like more art, art pop, art rock, they don't usually nominate those genres a ton. So I was, so I thought may, I didn't think it was necessarily a fluke. I thought that she would get a nomination later on. And I do think that she'll get in. I'm not sure if it'll be this year. I'll get to that a little bit later. It's possible though. Um, but I mean, I, well, admittedly, I'm not a massive Kate Bush fan. I don't listen to a ton of her music, but I will say she is an, she was another one like Carol King who I discussed in uh the um in uh the so um in uh my uh um I th- I think of the woman month woman's month uh podcast episode and uh she is she's one heck of a musician um and ex- in particular she's a great songwriter she's not a great songwriter um I think that she in particular um was one was someone that had massive success, especially in the UK, really by experimenting, um, releasing eclectic music, and um, uh, like having like really just odd lyrics at times. But I think that real and just being herself. But I think that really made her so influential for a very long period of time, especially in like alternative art, rock, art, pop, um, more experimental music, um, avant-garde music. 
Um, but there have been sev a lot of musicians in, uh, and especially in like those genres and pop as a whole that have cited her as an influence. I mean, I think, um, like in particular, I'll just read this as a, uh, this is from Wikipedia here, their page. Um, musicians who have cited Bush as an influence include Beverly Craven, Regina Spector, Ellie Goulding, Charlie XCX, Tegan and Sarah, Katie Lang, um, Paula Cole, Kate Nash, Bat for Lashes, Erasure, um, Allison Goldfrapp of Goldfrapp, Rosa, uh, Rosalia, um, Tim Bo uh, Bonus of No Man, Chris Braid, Kairos Isles, uh, Neil Hannon of The Divine Comedy, Darren Haynes, Grimes, and Solange Knowles, um, Narina Pallet uh, was inspired to become a songwriter after seeing Bush play this woman's work on Morgan. Coldplay took inspiration from Running Up the Hill to compose their single Speed of Sound. In 2015, Adele stated that the release of her third studio album was inspired by Bush's 2014 comeback to the stage. In addition to those artists who state that Bush was a direct influence on their own careers, other artists have been quoted expressing admiration for her work, including Tori Amos, uh, Annie Lennox, Bjork, Florence Welsh, Little Boots, Elizabeth Fraser uh, of uh, Cocktail Twins, uh, Ditto, Sky Ferreira, uh, St. Vincent, Lily Allen, Anoni of Antony and the Johnsons, um, Big Boy of Outcast, Stevie Nicks, Stephen Wilson, uh, Steve Rothery of Marillion, and Andre Matos. Um, then there are other artists that I did too. Um, Courtney, Courtney Love of Hole, um, Brett Anderson of Suede. Uh, I'm not reading at this point. I'm just pulling them out. Uh, John Lydon of the, of the Sex Pistols. Um, Robert Smith of The Cure. Um, Kelly Okari, I can never get his, I always screw up his name, sorry. Um, Kelly Okari of, uh, Block Party. Rufus Wainwright. Um, several, several others. Um, so I think that um, I personally think she deserves to get in. Will she this year? I'll get to that in a little bit. I'm not sure, but I think that was a good nomination. I am glad that she got nominated. Um, next up is Devo. So Devo is a really interesting one because uh, there are some people that might consider them to be a one-hit wonder, um, but they weren't. They were really influential in pop punk and uh, new wave. Um, And, uh, I, so for my rankings, I had them ranked 98th. I know there were some that thought they would get nominated. They had previously gotten nominated in 2019. I thought they were going to go other pop rock new wave artists from that era. Which, they ultimately did do another one, a, a pop rock group, but, uh, anyways, um, but yeah, they, um, but while, like, they, um, but they were, they are, they have been influential in, uh, the new wave synth pop, uh, they did also, like, have at times a little bit of experimentation, and, uh, and I think that there are a, and even, like, their hit song Whip It is, like, not, like, the most, like, na <laughs> the, um, 
maybe like natural song in terms of mainstream or the most expected mainstream hit. Um, and I mean, that's just them for you. Um, I think that they, they didn't have as much popularity as a lot of other artists. Um, I don't think they'll get in this year. Um, are they Hall of Famers? I, I'm on the fence about them, um, but I'm not opposed to them getting a nomination. Um, this is another one where I just think that may, I would have I would have loved to have seen other artists get one, but at the same time, um, I think that they one thing that uh, is really important is that um, that also in addition to their influence on it. Um, because they were really influential in new wave, um, alternative, and even even though they didn't play the genre in industrial, also, um, they also were influential in uh, pioneering the music video. So, I think that is definitely something to still keep in mind with that. Um, I'm not opposed to them getting on that list. Um, I rather see other art. I would have rather seen other artists before them, but. That's okay. That's always going to happen. I'm not going to get too mad about that. Um, next up is Foo Fighters. So I predicted that the Foo Fighters would get in. I had them ranked as third most likely. Um, will they get in? I mean, get nominated. Will they get in this year? Possibly. I'll get more into that a little bit later. Um, but it is possible that they get in. Um, one thing that I didn't mention last time is that one reason that I'm really not surprised that the Foo Fighters were nominated is because, um, guess who's on the nominating committee? Well, none other than Dave Grohl. Um, and I mean, that said, they usually nominate two, uh, artists eligible for the first time. And, um, this year in and, uh, I mean that year in this year in particular, there wasn't really one artist or one. There, the, it basically, if you have three artists who um are who seem like the most likely, or maybe there's one and then not another one that's necessarily a slam dunk, then um. You it's then you get some wacky things, but this year Jay Z was a slam dunk. Foo Fighters made a lot or made a lot of sense. The next biggest name is Wilco, who I personally would have rather have seen that. I would I think I would I think that they're I would put them in the Hall of Fame before Foo Fighters or think they're more deserving. I know that one's probably an unpopular opinion there, but I think that's just because the the influence that Wilco had. Um, and I, th it's not so much that I think Foo Fighters are overrated, but more so that I think Wilco's underrated. Um, but that said, that wasn't going to happen. Um, I'm not surprised Foo Fighters are on there. I'll take it. Um, I don't think they should get into the Hall of Fame their first year. I love the Foo Fighters. I've seen them live. They're the best bit live band I've ever seen. Um, I just think for me that, uh, in order for a band to be the, for, um, on the first ballot, um, they really have to be like a slam dunk feel like one of the top 100 bands of all artists of all time i don't think foo fighters is um but with this year's ballot it's possible that it breaks right for them um but that said i will say one thing that you do have to give them a lot of credit for is that they are the seem to be the one band that 
that has consistently made, that has been consistently, feels like they're consistently loved, despite often being, despite having a lot of music released that was post-grunge. They, I feel like they're the one band that doesn't get a lot of criticism in that regard, or much of any criticism for that regard. They do seem to be largely just loved in the music industry and just by fans as a whole. You very rarely have people that are like, oh, I hate the Foo Fighters. So I think that one is one that reason that I said there's feels like there's fewer cases against them than fewer cases for them, which is why it might break right for them. Um, next one to mention is the Go-Go's. Um, so I did not predict that the Go-Go's would get in. I had them 29th. Now, admittedly, I think I said this one during the podcast. I don't remember if I did, but I thought that they would do one 70s, 80s group that was either new wave, pop rock, synth pop kind of thing. Ultimately, they wound up doing, uh, now I'm doing two with Devo and then Go-Go's. Um, I thought they would do one. And I didn't think Devo would get a nomination. I was, I thought that it would be either Gogos, Eurythmics, or Duran Duran. Ultimately, I had predicted Eurythmics because they have gotten nomination before. They have a lot of connection within the music industry, um, which I think at the time when they were nominated the first time really surprised people. But then when it was started to come out, that was like, oh, yeah, they do have more connections than we all thought in the music industry. That makes more sense now. Um, and I even thought that Duran Duran was more likely. I had them 19th. Um, I'm all in favor for the Go-Go's getting into the Hall of Fame. And in particular, I think that they should have gotten in this year. I think that, and so the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is an independent business. Um, I think that from a business standpoint, it made sense for them to do it considering the, there was a documentary about the Go-Go's that was released this year. So I think it makes sense for, to have done that. And I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, they had a lot of success in the, in the eighties. Um, they were a group that really didn't have necessarily a long prime, um, uh, initial prime. Um, they, and that was just because they broke up after their third album. Um, but even still, their first album, Beauty and the Beat, um, had, uh, two top 20 hits, including the number two hit, We Got the Beat. Um, their next album, Vacation, had another top 10 hit um the their third their third album talk show had another song that hit top that hit top 20 and another one that hit top 40 so um and i think in particular um for new wave groups they have tended to be um, they have tended to induct multiple new wave artists like we saw blondie get in um talking heads get in um elvis costello um Trying to, there are some other ones that have gotten in. I'm trying to think who else. Um, I mean, the I think the Ramones did do some new wave by the end of their career, but they were still more so they weren't associated with it. Um, there are a couple others that there are some others that have been uh um that have been nominated um. Actually, I think that, uh, yeah, the Pretenders, uh, 
um, uh, Devil with New Waves for a while too, and they are in. Um, but yeah, I I think that the Go Go's. I would still say that they are. Um, that in the '80s, in particular, early to mid '80s, they're one of the groups that I would think of for uh, new wave music and pop rock music. Um, I'm in favor of them get of them being nominated. I don't know that they get in this year, um, but I'm in favor of that nomination. Um, next one to mention is Iron Maiden. So this is one that several people were predicting they would get in this year or get nominated this year. I didn't. I had them ranked 131st, and I had several other metal bands before them. I had predicted that one metal band would get in. I said Judas Priest. Um, I also had said that there was a chance that Motorhead, Motley Crue, um, Megadeth, I think I said Slayer ahead of them also. Um, let's see if I'm forgetting any others. Ozzy Osbourne I had ahead of him. Um, a Slayer I had a little bit behind Iron Maiden, but... The reason that I didn't, the reason that I didn't have Iron Maiden getting in was because he had uh, previously criticized the Hall of Fame, especially in 2018, as recently as 2018, um... And the thing is, though, with the Hall of Fame, they've made it clear that if you criticize the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you don't, you don't get nominated. They made this clear with Nine Inch Nails when Trent Reznor, they got, no, Nine Inch Nails criticized them, uh, or Nine Inch Nails got nominated twice but didn't get in. Trent Reznor criticized the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and, uh, then they didn't get nominated again until, um, Effectively, Reznor played nice with the Hall of Fame and was the individual who inducted The Cure. Then, suddenly, they got nominated the following year and were inducted. So, um, I was I didn't think Iron Maiden would get in because of that. That said, they should get in. They should have gotten in already. Um, my opinion, so, I know I mentioned this before. My opinion, they're in the big three of metal groups and the other two metal groups in there of Black Sabbath and Metallica have both gotten in already. Um, there's, I mean, really, the cases against Iron Maiden, in my opinion, are fairly moronic. And that's, well, should, a me should metal bands be in? Well, why shouldn't they? Um, or, oh, you know, they didn't have a ton of commercial success in the U.S. So? And, and, I mean, then the counter-argument to that will be, oh, but metal bands like Black Sabbath and Metallica did get in. So you just... T-Rex was just inducted this or was chosen in this past year. They're a one-hit wonder in the U.S. And, frankly, I would consider Iron Maiden much more influential than T-Rex, even though T-Rex was incredibly influential. Um, so, I... Look, I think that I... Expecting... Odds are good that they'll get in, especially since... They're the only true metal band in. Now, there's a case for Rage Against the Machine, but beside the point, um, I think that, uh, I think Iron Maiden should have gotten nominated and should have gotten in long before. They're nominated this year. I do expect them to get in. I'll get into that a little more later. And then next up was one of the ones that I predicted right, Shaka Khan, because I'm taking a victory lap because I said that they would, 
nominate some iteration of Rufus, Rufus featuring Shaka Khan, or Shaka Khan. And the reason that I said that is because some iteration of that has been nominated since 2016. Um, so this is the, um, I mean, nominated in 2015 for the class of 2016. So this is the sixth straight year that, uh, some iteration of, Sh uh, that Shaka Khan is involved with has been nominated. And this is, look, this is clearly, clearly a way to get, uh, to get Shaka Khan in, uh, into the Hall of Fame. Um, do I, th do I think she should get in? Um, I'm sure I'm in favor of it. Um, I'm, I'm not at, I think other art, I'm more in favor of other, um, of other, uh, more R&B artists before her. Um, I mean, in I know I've said, um, Mariah Carey, uh, Tina Turner, Diana Ross. Um, there, um, and I mean, I, I'm in favor of her getting in at some point. Um, do I think she'll get in this year? <laughs> I don't know anymore. I thought they'd put they'd put uh I thought they'd put Rufus featuring Shaka Khan in last year just to um just to make it just to make the every year her not get not getting nominated and not getting in stop. Um I don't know. I think the fact that there are so many R and B artists um that were nominated this year could work against her. Um But that said, um I had uh some iteration of either her or Rufus nominated at, uh, or as number two, the second most likely. I, the only artist I had ahead of them was, um, Jay-Z, and that one felt like a lock. Um, I had them ahead of, of Foo, Fa of Foo Fighters. Um, but yeah. So the next one is, uh, Fila Kuti. Um, so, really influential musician um probably if you're looking at the list it would not surprise me if you look and you see him and said he okay this is the artist that i don't know so he's um he uh he's like really influential in uh afrobeat music and um probably the pioneer of it. And I mean, he was one of the biggest musicians from Africa, especially during his prime. Um, I mean, I think just the way that he could blend music also, um, was so good. Um, I mean, in, he was massive, especially in the seventies where, um, he, uh, where, um, he was really, um, he was uh, an outspoken, uh, he's an outspoken opponent of, uh, um, of uh, Nigeria's uh, military reign at that time. Um, so he was massive in that country, and I mean, really, he is. I think cause he was able to incorporate several genres, including like 
funk, rock, um, jazz in particular. I think the way that he was able to seamlessly incorporate funk and jazz, even in ways that better that um, than like even an artist like uh, at times like someone like Herbie Hancock or Miles Davis could do. And they could and they could do that well. Especially Herbie Hancock. Um so I don't think he gets in this year. I think he deserves to get in. Um I think the two big cases against him would be is he popular enough? Well, for me, I care I admittedly care more about influence than popularity. So I would say it I don't care. In my opinion, like a in my opinion, like Velvet, um, Velvet Underground should have been in like no question their first year, and they really didn't have uh, much, uh, much commercial success. For especially for a band in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But um, the bigger question in that regard is, well, so no Afrobeat artist has ever gotten into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So there will be the question of is should like er, for especially for early Afrobeat music should that be rock especially considering it's uh especially considering how uh Im- how jazz influenced it was which now I will say because I know with certain genres it's always a debate is it rock is it rock a lot of times it's like yeah it is fine but here and there there's certain genres I'm like. You can make the case, I guess, like, for instance, electronic music. Well, early electronic music was uh, heavily influenced by uh, classical music, and a lot of early electronic music musicians were classical composers who also did electronic music. So at that point, I'm like, yeah, that I, I understand the case if you're going to argue that, especially for early artists. This one, I understand that argument. Now, I'm inclined to say that, yeah, he I think he should be in, um, and... Uh, I'm in favor of it because of uh, the what he was able to do with uh, um, with uh, with funk music in particular. Um, but I can understand going that route with that argument against it. I don't, th- as I mentioned, I don't think he gets in this year. I would love it if he did. I'll be, but I'll be shocked if he did. Um, next one is LL Cool J. So. LL Cool J is uh, another one that I did predict right. I had him 10th most likely. Oh, and I forgot to mention, um, um, Phil Cootie, I didn't have him ranked on my 580 artists. I wanted to. I just didn't think there was a chance that he'd get nominated this year. I'm ecstatic that he's that he did get nominated because he deserves it. I just, but my 580 artists isn't and based on the order ranked in, it isn't who I think should be not should be nominated. It's uh that one is ranked as the likelihood of it. I thought there was no shot, so I didn't include him on there. Um LL Cool J. So he's been nominated several times. Uh most recent time 2019, and I thought I thought cuz a lot of times while well, they I thought a lot of times they do um induct uh they will nominate two hip-hop artists. I thought they would do that this year. And really, I think for me, it was really between... I think a lot of people had... It was debating between LL Cool J and Outkast. 
I thought that since I thought since Jay Z was nominated, they would want someone who maybe while LL Cool J was immensely popular in the nineties, I said, well, they're probably going to want to go with someone who also was popular in a different time span, and that um, like Outkast, their prime was like late nineties, early two thousands, around the same time that Jay Z's was. LL Cool J was. He was popular in the 80s, too. So I thought, well, he'll... Pro- I said he'll get... The- I think he'll get the nod this year. Um, I think he should get in. I've... Every- I think basically every year he doesn't get in, I'm... I feel like my response is, seriously, he didn't get in again? Um, he could get in this year. I'm not sure. Um... I think there'll be some people that will say that they only want to vote one uh, hip hop artist, and Jay Z is uh, the is the rapper that will get in before. Um, so I don't. It wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't get in. It's possible that he does though. Um, I hope he gets in though. Um, next up is New York Dolls. So they, while they have been nominated previously. I didn't think they would get nominated this year. Um, I had the New York Dolls ranked 37th most likely. And I there were some people that were saying that they would get nominated instead of MC5. And um, kind of... And I mean, this one is, I think, like a... I went with MC5 for a couple reasons. Uh, first off, I thought they would do one punk artist. And uh, while MC5 and New York Dolls are both more proto-punk side of things, I thought that... Um, um, I thought that it was possible that another one could get nominated. Like I thought or another punk artist could, I thought that, uh, it was possible that, um, I thought it was possible that, uh, say, um, who did I think? I, I think I thought dead Kennedys were possible. I thought that, um, black flag was possible. I thought bad brands were possible. Um, There was someone else that I thought was possible. Um, let me see. Oh, X was the another one that I thought was really possible. Um, I also thought that um more on the pop punk side of things. I thought that like Blink One Eight Two, and then more on the regular rock Scott punk. I thought Sublime was possible, but um, I thought those were less likely. But I thought that they would go with MC Five mainly because MC Five had had success in the '60s, and they love nominating '60s artists. And also, I didn't think any of the other artists would was a slam dunk ahead of any of those, so I went with MC5 there. New New York Dolls were nominated instead. The main reason I thought that... I mean, the reason I was considering New York Dolls instead of MC5 was because I thought, well, MC5 has been nominated four times. Ultimately, though, I said, well, Shaka Khan has been nominated five times in a row. So, um... But yeah, New York Dolls, um, they're really influential in a few different genres. In particular, Hard Rock... Um, proto-punk, glam rock, really glam punk also. Um, the big case against them is that they were not, they did not have a lot of uh, popular success. Their original prime was, their original tenure was short-lived. They were around from their original time span. They ultimately reformed in the 2000s, but originally they were around from 1971 to 1976, released two albums, and uh, in terms of songs, their most known song now is probably Personality Crisis. Um, 
that said, they were really influential in rock and in several forms of rock music. Um, several groups already in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame were influenced by them, um, including Guns N' Roses, Kiss, uh, Sex Pistols on their own. Uh, they've also had a bunch, also a bunch of other groups were influenced by them. Uh, the Smiths, who had previously been nominated, uh, The Damned. Um, basically, it's like name, and then also pretty much any glam rock group of, um, ever probably was nominated by them some way or another. Um, I'm in favor of them getting at some point. I think with this class, I'm not sure that I don't I have no idea if they will get in or not. It's possible, um, but. Um, I'll get to that a little bit later. Would I put them in? I don't really know yet. Um, <laughs> this is, I'm just still mystified with this class. Um, next up is Rage Against the Machine. I had predicted Rage Against the Machine. Um, I had them 12th, most likely. And uh, the reason that I had them... There are two reasons I had them. First off, a few reasons, actually. First off, um, they had previously been nominated for uh, in both 2018-2019, and I figured that either they would be nominated or Soundgarden would, and I thought that they would take a break from Soundgarden for a year and go with Rage Against the Machine. Um, they were... I think that there was... They were really influential in the, the 90s music. They're one of the bigger 90s rock groups, they just, they're reuniting, so I thought then that could help them out, And but the biggest, biggest reason I thought I thought they would get in, their guitarist Tom Morello was on the nominating committee. Now, of course, with him on the nominating committee, Dave Grohl for uh, Foo Fighters on the nominating committee, yeah, that's obviously a conflict of interest, but hey, hasn't lost them business, um, <laughs> so um, yeah, I love Rage Against the Machine, um, they're really big in the their 90s stuff was massive um basically all their albums were great i think in particular um i know most people give their self-titled album uh a ton of credit and is often considered their best album in my opinion it's their final um their final uh non uh, uh excluding their cover album the cover album renegades um their final album uh Battle of Los Angeles. That one, in my opinion, is their best album by far. I thought, I thought the album was perfect album. Um, they're really influential in like hard rock. This um, the idea of also the idea of blending rap and hard rock, which then uh, spawned new metal. Um, they were also um, in the nineties. There were a bunch in late eighties into the nineties. There were a bunch of artists that had a lot of success incorporating funk and metal and um rage against the machine was one of the more well-known bands that were able to do that so well um their rhythm section in particular was um was a really underrated one um between tim comerford and brad wilk and i say that but then it's like the two most well known and those are the two least well-known members of the band because you have zach de la rocha and then tom morello who's one of the greatest guitarists of all time so um <laughs> um yeah i'm in favor of them getting in um there's a chance that they'll get in. I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, next up is uh, Todd Rundgren. So every year there's an artist where people are like, well, should he be in? Should he have been on there? 
And this is the third year in a row that Todd Rundgren has been on there. And this is the third year in a row that that seems to be the general consensus of that. I had him ranked 115th most likely, even though he had been nominated the last two years. Mainly because he didn't fare great on the fan ballot the last two years. Um, I, uh, I thought that, um, and I thought they would go with, um, who did I think they would go with instead? Oh, I guess I didn't necessarily have a solo artist that I thought they would go with instead. Well, I mean, I had Nick Drake and Melissa Etheridge at, uh, 17th and 18th, but, um, yeah, I didn't think they, there was, like, basically any shot they would go with him. Um, also, he, his comments were, uh, more, uh, tepid about the um hall of fame and didn't get a lot of uh and they get a lot of attention but um but even still um he previously did um uh he previously had um last year had, um, while he was up for election, did, um, I don't remember if it was necessarily criticizing the Hall of Fame, but it wasn't, like, necessarily fondly of it. Um, and also, there have been Hall of Famers that have criticized Todd Rundgren over the years. I know John Lennon harshly criticized him for multiple reasons um, before he had passed. Um, do I think he should have been on? Frankly, no. I said this last year, too, when he was nominated. Um, I mean, yeah, there are... He was... He is influential in, like, multiple fields of music. That said, I don't believe that, um, he... That he should get in as a solo artist. I think... I think his group... His, uh, group Utopia should get in, and he should be inducted as a member of that. I'd even... I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to a uh, Nas uh, psych his psychedelic group getting in they were more short lived but still I think that ultimately with his solo career yeah he released a lot of music but I mean really his solo career re largely comes down to being remembered for his album Something Anything which yeah excellent album critically acclaimed album still held in high regard but he didn't have a ton of a uh, ton of singles that were hits either. He had a few, but I mean, and I don't know that he necessarily was. His solo career was necessarily influential enough, um, for me to feel comfortable putting him in. Um, will he get in this year? It's possible. I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, and the last nominee, Dion Warwick. Um, this one. Um. I, yeah, I didn't predict her getting in. Um, I, um, I had her, uh, ranked 109th. So almost all these artists I had them as, cause really I think the, my top, the top 118 I had as really do have actually a, it, a good chance of getting in. And for most of them outside of largely Tom Rodgren, I wouldn't admit too... Actually, Tom Rodgren wasn't insanely surprised by, but most of those artists, I... I had, um... I had said I wouldn't be too surprised by. And Warwick is one of those. Now, there's the case that 
uh, there's kids to be made that is she is she rock artist well look she was probably more I consider more on the R&B soul ones um and I mean there is precedent for R&B and soul artists getting in um a bunch of artists that she has done that she has recorded with got in so um and even then they with R&B and soul music they have set the precedent that unless it's more on the jazz blues or traditional pop end then yeah you you could get in now admittedly though it was funny because my dad he actually texted me when he heard the nominees and he's like is diane warwick rock <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah she did she was really popular in the 60s um in the 70s um she has had a lot she had a lot of success over her career um and even some into the 80s but had a lot of success especially with singles um over her career um I'm, I'm in, yeah, so, in terms of her influence, I'm not exactly sure how to rank her influence, because, um, I think it was just also at a time of when she, uh, I think it was especially at a time of when she came up of like when she was popular um where she came a little bit after uh she came a little bit after like a these really big names in r&b and came a little bit before these other really big names in r&b music so i don't know that she was ever necessarily the biggest artist in r&b and I don't know necessarily how her influence is also. Um, am I opposed to her getting in? No, I'm not. I, if she gets in, yeah, I'll be happy. She's ex- she's an excellent vocalist in particular, excellent singer, so I'm fine with that. Um, I'm just, I'm just, I think cause that's the thing. I'm not sure where I would rank her influence. Um, just based on where her, when her career was timing wise, because her, she came to her, she first came to her prime in the late sixties, which at that point, a lot of arm, I mean, there were a lot of, there were bigger R&B names at that time. In particular, she wasn't even the biggest, at that time, she wasn't even the biggest female solo musician in R&B and soul music. Cause I would say that one would be Aretha Franklin. Um... So I'm not exactly sure what to, I don't think she'll get in this year. I think that I'm in favor, I'm in favor of her getting at some point, but I necessarily say she should get in. She's one that in that regard, I'm not certain, but I'm, I'm, I'm like not gung ho about it necessarily, but I'm, my mindset is sure. Um, so I do just want to quickly go through the artists that didn't get in that I predicted would, um, I'll, so there were seven, um, so, so, um, cause I grouped it down where six that I felt really good about, six that I felt fine about, six that I didn't feel as great about, um, interestingly, in the six I didn't feel great about, none of those ones got in, in, um, the <laughs> one that makes me laugh, in the six that I felt great about, the best about, 
three of those got in. So I said Jay-Z, Rufi, uh, Shaka Khan, and uh, Foo Fighters. Um, Kraftwerk, I thought, would get a nomination. Um, normally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have had them in this category because of... Uh, and, well, for Kraftwerk... Actually, Kraftwerk, Pat Benatar, and Dave Matthews Band, I had all in that category. I don't know if I called... I don't remember if I called them locks. If I did, I was probably being too liberal with that word. But at the same time, I'm... I was expecting them to be all on the ballot. Um, so for Kraftwerk, um, I, uh, normally I wouldn't have said that. Normally I would have said they won't get on, be nominated this year. The reason I expect that they would be nominated this year was because just last year you had Depeche Mode that was inducted as the first electronic artist. And I mean, okay, um, Nine Inch Nails, there were, you could make the argument about them. I didn't do this last time, but, uh, because they were on the indu- they were industrial, but at the same time I consider them more on like the industrial rock, industrial metal side of things. I consider them more industrial rock because for, for most of their career they were. Um, but that's why I thought Kraftwerk had a good chance of getting nominated again. Um, ultimately they weren't. A little bit, I'm surprised that they weren't. Um, Pat Benatar, I thought that I felt really good predicting her because there seemed to be a lot of positive reception about her getting nominated last year, and she didn't get in this year. And in general, there weren't as many hard rock acts that got in this year, which I was surprised by. Um, Dave Matthews Band, they wa- they led the fan the way on the fan ballot last year. I said that there's no way that they- that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame sees that and thinks, hey, you know, you know, it would be a good idea leaving off the band that was most popular on the fan vote. Um, I said they're going to nominate them again. They're going to lead the way at the fan vote again, and the Hall of Fame will be like, well, what do we do now? Um, ultimately they just avoided that altogether, which I was a little bit surprised by. Um, for the next group of six, Eurythmics, I mentioned them originally. I thought that it would be either Eurythmics, Duran Duran, or the Go-Go's. Admittedly, I wasn't expecting Diva to get the nod, a nod there too, but, um, I thought it'd be one of those three. I thought Eurythmics most likely, Duran Duran next most likely, and then the Go-Go's. I would have been happy with, admittedly, with any of them. Probably either Go-Go's or Eurythmics, um, as most happy though. Um... I'm a little bit surprised they weren't, they didn't get nominated, but that one didn't feel like a lot, lock. Um, Judas Priest, reason I thought them was because I didn't think they would go Iron Maiden. Um, <laughs> I thought they would do one metal band. Um, MC5 I alluded to previously. Um, they just felt like they made the most sense. Checked off a box with the 60s music, which they lo- tend to love, and, uh, also checks off the box with punk, which they typically nominate one a year. Um, I... I didn't feel I three I wasn't as certain with them just because, uh, um, just because they've been nominated for four straight years. Ultimately, I went with them because I felt like that uh, they would choose them MC Five over New York Dolls, and then I thought that uh, the choices of as I mentioned, X Bad Brains, Dead Kennedys, and um, Black Flag would all kind of eventually just cancel each other out. Um, the meters I had is eleventh most likely. Um, I really, for me, I, the main reason I predicted them ultimately, I thought them ultimately was just the timing seemed right. They've been nominated previously and I just thought it's been, been three years since they've been nominated uh, last time. Maybe they get, I thought they would get nominated again. Um, am I necessarily surprised that they aren't? No. Would I have been surprised if they were nominated? No. I pre- if I were, I was, I wouldn't have predicted them. Um... But no, I mean, I'm in favor of them getting in, um, but I'm not, like, bummed out about the fact they get, didn't get a nomination this year. 
Um, next up, Jay Giles Band. They've been nominated a bunch before. I thought this year would be the year they got nominated again. Um, but I didn't feel like it was a lock by any means. I didn't feel insanely certain. Um, I'm not as in favor of them getting into the Hall of Fame, admittedly. I know they're, they do have a following and they do have, there are a lot of people that are in favor of it. I just, for, again, for me, I think it's just, I'm more in favor of, I care more about influence than popularity. And I don't know that they had the influence that I'd look for in a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame group. Um, Hermits Hermits, I really didn't feel as good predicting them, but I thought they're going to do a 60s band, and there isn't a ton that fit the bill right now. So, let's go Hermits Hermits, because they sound most likely out of the ones remaining. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised to see them not in. And then with Boston, every... Uh, I Boston 15th every year, I think it's either going to be Foreigner or Boston. And every year it's neither of them. I gotta stop predicting these two. <laughs> but once I stop predicting them, one of them will get in. Um, the Marvelettes, they've been previously been nominated the in 2013, 2015. There are a lot of 50s and 60s R&B groups that have gotten in. There aren't as many in recent years, though. Part of that, I think, is just the sheer number that are remaining. Um part of that I they haven't been doing nominating them as much recently I thought the Marvelettes would get a nomination this year I'm I wasn't expecting them to do for solo artists and R&B artists instead um and then Nick Drake and Melissa Etheridge look I know ever basically there were only 16 that I felt best about for those two I was just like I thought, well, you know, Todd Rundgren, they've nominated him. I thought maybe they'll go a different direction because I didn't think they would do Todd Rundgren again. Um, and Harry Nilsson had been mentioned a lot. I didn't think they would go Harry Nilsson. I didn't feel as good about him. Nick Drake, it was a bit of a reach, but I felt like it felt about time to nominate another folk artist. Um, Melissa Etheridge, uh, I didn't think she would get a nomination, honestly. Just the thing was, after 17, I didn't feel like any jumped out at 18 that I would predict to me. Um, I was tempted to do Tina Turner at that spot. I had them 21st. I was tempted to do Blood, Sweat, and Tears at that spot. Um, even though I had Duran Duran 19th, I didn't think I didn't have I didn't think they would get a nomination. I thought they would just miss out. Um, the main reason I thought was that May I thought because she did in the fan thing that they did at the and the exhibit of who should get in there was a point last year where Mar melissa etheridge was leading it by far so i thought maybe she'll get a nomination um i didn't it was and also i mean there have been a lot of a bunch of heart heartland rock artists or are associated with the genre that have gotten in previously so that was also a big part of why i thought that i thought maybe they would because it's been a few years since they've been nominated anyone in the genre of course, how there's also a limited number of artists remaining in it, but I thought maybe they'll go with another one in that genre. Um, ultimately, they didn't, but hey. Um, so now I do. So I know because I'm. Because it's. Um, I've been recording this one for a while now, and it's, you know, it's getting late in the podcast. So who do. If I I don't have a vote, um, but if I did, who would I vote for? Um, so you can vote for five. I would I would say Jay Z. Um, 
um, mainly because I think he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, Iron Maiden, absolutely. Um, after that, it really gets tough. Um, I would say Tina Turner, um, because I, I mean, I think that I want Tina Turner in. Um, I would, let me just eliminate some. Carol King, um, I'm gonna say no just because I think that since, I think that her career as a songwriter is, uh, um, is more noteworthy than her career as a performer and she's already in for the career as the songwriter and I and mainly because I'm I'm just still outright maybe next maybe in a future year I'll be more in favor of it but I think right now I'm just still outright confused about uh how she's nominated as a how she could be in as a performer and a non-performer um Mary J Blige um I per I mean with the nominees that are in there I'd personally would want Tina Turner in first so and I think there will be two at least two others that I don't want in or, or that I want in rather um Kate Bush possibly will come back to her Devo no um Foo Fighters eh, we'll come back to them the Go-Go's will come back um Shaka Khan not with this class uh Philly Cootie will come back um Ella Cool J will come back New York Dolls will come back Rage Against the Machine will come back Todd Rundgren no Don Warwick not with this class um with this one, I'll eliminate Foo Fighters. Um, I would... I'll say Kate Bush because of how... Um, because I think of how influential she is as a musician and uh, the fact that someone that is like a more art rock, art pop musician is getting in. I'm, I'm excited about that. This one is tough. There's a bunch that I really like on this one. Like, I think I underestimated how much I actually like this class until I <laughs> started doing it. Uh, until I started deciding this. Um, I'll say tentatively... New York Dolls. But I do want Go-Go's in. I want Rage Against the Machine in. I want Fila Cootie in, even though he won't get in. Um, yeah, so this is, I love it. Actually, I didn't realize how much I love that class until doing that. Um, and then who do I think will get in? Well, Jay-Z, I think is no brainer. Um, after that, it's really tough. I think Iron Maiden will get in. Um, even though they're not a lock. Um, I, th I, do believe Tina Turner will get in. Um, she's not a lock, but I think she will. Um, I'm gonna guess that either, um, I'm actually, I think, actually, hold off on Tina Turner for a second. Um, so I have Iron Maiden, I have, uh, Jay-Z. I know in the last year I, uh, did this I did this ahead of time the issue is I thought about this ahead of time and still don't know um <laughs> um yeah so I have Jay-Z and Iron Maiden um I think New York Dolls get in um I think we'll see either Rage Against the Machine or Foo Fighters get in I think though that there's enough pe I think that well the people I think the 
there are people that a bunch of people that would say Rage Against the Machine easily a greater band than Foo Fighters. I think there are also a lot of people that dislike Rage Against the Machine more than Foo Fighters. So I think Foo Fighters get in. Um, here's what I'm torn about. I think it will be the last spot will be if they do five. It wouldn't surprise me if they let in more than five this year. Um, the last spot will be either Tina Turner or either Kate Bush or Todd Rundgren. The reason that I th- th- that I right now I'm inclined to say Tina Turner. The reason that I'm not sold about her though is because I think that, that she could face some competition with um with Chaka Khan and uh Dan Warwick. Um and I mean Mary J. Blige might take some away, but different uh different eras of R and B there. Um and even Dan Warwick has a different era of R and B also. Um but yeah, I'm right now I'll go with Tina Turner. I'm probably gonna change my mind closer. Um it wouldn't surprise me if uh if Kate Bush gets in instead though. I probably have Kate Bush over Todd Runrick if it Todd Rundgren rather. Or Todd Rundgren. Wow, that, if that's not a sign that I need to call it a night with this. Um, but yeah, so the last thing that I do want to mention quickly is now the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame does have a fan a fan vote, which for this one, it's there is one ballot that is dedicated for the fans. What does that mean? Absolutely nothing. Um, I'm sorry, not absolutely nothing in, real, in theory, um, because... It counts for one ballot. Realistically, though, you could say, well, that doesn't count for anything because it's one ballot out of how many people voting. There is a catch here, though. Um, the catch is that often, the or up until Dave Matthews Band the art won it last year, the artist that came in first in the fan voting and often the artist that came in second both got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So... Um, I think we'll get a better representation as we get a little bit closer, but currently the top five right now are Tina Turner, Foo Fighters, Carol King, Iron Maiden, and the Go-Go's. Um, now that, I'm not surprised Foo Fighters are up there, um, cause they do, there are a lot of people that do like them. Um, Tina Turner, I'm not surprised by, Carol King, I am surprised by, um, I mean, she did have a long run of popularity. Um, Iron Maiden, I'm not surprised by. The Go-Go's, a little bit surprised by, but not insanely surprised by. Um, I think that, I do think that um, the, I think that some of these will change as we wait in the next month, because it is expected to be announced in May, and the fan ballot closes April 30th. Um, and that can be, if you're interested in looking for that, that can be found at vote.rockhall.com slash results. Actually, no, I'm sorry, not slash results. I'm looking at the results right now, but um, vote.rockhall.com, rather. Apologies about that. Um, and then after that, um, sixth is Rage Against the Machine, seventh is Devo, eighth is Todd Rundgren. I'm shocked that he's as high as he is. Ninth is Dan, uh, Dan, Dan Warwick. Uh, tenth is Shaka Khan. Eleventh is New York Dolls. I'm not surprised by that. And MC5 has a tip had struggled in the fan vote frequently. Um, let's see, what was that? Eleventh, okay. So twelfth is LL Cool J. 
13th is Kate Bush. 14th is Mary J. Blige. I'm a little bit surprised that she's so low, but a little bit not. Um, 16th is Jay-Z. Now, I, th I expect he will rise some, but it would not surprise me if he is in the top five. If he isn't in the top five, I mean. And I think that's uh, there's a big part of it is because that there's a lot of fans that I think that um don't ne that won't necessarily think of him as in as high regards as other big name hip hop artists who have gotten in the first ballot recently, like Tupac and Notorious Big, or will get in the first ballot like next year Eminem will. Um, and then seventeenth is Fila Cootie. I'm not at all surprised by that. He has like half less than half the number of votes that uh, Jay-Z has um so I'll keep you guys posted about that one as it comes along but overall with this with this one um I'll finish up after I say this bit here overall with this one there were a few surprises um I know I mentioned the ones that I expected and why I was surprised by what um I wasn't expected Phil Cootie to be nominated but then again frankly no one was um I'm thrilled that he was I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting Mary J. Blige to be nominated. I'm glad she was. I'm in favor of her getting in. Um, maybe not this year, just because I love this class. Um, I uh, I think that one that thing that they might have done also was that there are a lot of artists nominated who are artists of color or female artists, and I that has been a glaring criticism of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for several years. So, in recent years, it does seem like they have been tr for uh, trying to get females in. I think, in particular, that was a big part of why Shaka Khan seems to be nominated every year. Um, even though I'm not necessarily opposed to her getting being nominated every year, I just think that... I just want other... Uh, I get kind of annoyed when they do, like, several years in a row, even though I was hoping MC5 would get in every year that they did them four years in a row. Um... I think it's good that they didn't include them on the ballot this year. Um, that said, there were several R&B artists this this year. I think that the fear that I have with in that regard is that last year, several hard rock artists were nominated, and last year, no hard rock artists were in inducted. Um, I mean, I know I mentioned I was surprised by Carole King, um, and I think this year could be if that if that gets in, I think because I have mentioned previously that um, with Nile Rodgers with um, with Sheik not getting in ever since Nile Rodgers got inducted for um, I think it was, what's the field called I think it's called Award for Music Excellence or something like that I always mess up the name of it um, and then also thought well could she get a nomination if uh, Carol King is inducted and more importantly. I expect Dr. Dre to be inducted for his solo career. He was already inducted with NWA. What will... Well, then, I was always wondering, would they induct him for his solo career for Musical.ly? Or would they induct him as a non-performer for his production career and his, uh... And what he was able to... And what he did with Beats and some other music business ventures? I wasn't sure. Now, with Carol King, could we see him... If she gets in... Could we see Dr. Dre get in for both eventually? Um, I would say probably a little bit less likely because he already is in with NWA. Um, but overall, I think that there will be people who complain about this one, this class. And I think a big part of it is because, well, you have people who will be like, Rage Against the Machine get it, it, getting nominated is a conflict of interest. 
But then they won't mention anything about Foo Fighters. Um, because, well, that one is less convenient to be mad about. Um, there will always be, um, what about progressive rock artists? I'm, I still think that they should nominate more progressive rock artists, but even, like, doing art rock or art pop, I think that's, that's a good sign for progressive rock, so Kate Bush in that regard. Um, and Todd Rundgren did have, um, with Utopia, had performed some progressive rock music, um, I didn't wouldn't consider his solo career as much progressive rock, but beside the point. Um, and overall, I think that the biggest way with the biggest thing for me with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is just looking at the five least deserving artists and thinking if they get in, is this a bad class? And for me. I don't think it is. Because, um, I mean, for me, I mean, I would probably have Devo, uh, Shaka Khan in that one. Um, maybe Mary J. Blige, but even then, that's feels like a stretch to even put her in there. And, I mean, even, like, Todd Rundgren, definitely. I forgot about him. Maybe even, like, Diane Warwick or the Go-Go's would be in there even. I mean, even still, if any of those five get in, even if, like, or any of those six get in, even if it's, like, f- those five of those six... I would still say that it's, which it won't be because Jay-Z will get in. I would still say that this is, this is ultimately a strong class and it's changed from what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame normally does. In particular, while I have mentioned that some of the artists were nominated in previous years, only two of these artists were nominated last year. And well, Shaka Khan was nominated with Rufus featuring Shaka Khan and Todd Rundgren because who the hell knows why he was nominated yet again. But beside the point... I, um, overall, I do think this was, a this was progress because while they maybe have gone with the same strategies that they have in the past, they decided, hey, you know, maybe we don't need to nominate a 60s rock artist if there isn't one that's a clear-cut one to be nominated. Hey, maybe we don't need to nominate MC5 for a fifth year in a row, even though I think, even though I predict they would and I was hoping that they wouldn't, they get in. Maybe we don't need to nominate artists, some of these artists several years in a row. We can nominate new artists. We can go out on a limb and nominate several artists in, gen- in genres that we don't normally go for. And frankly, in my opinion, since that's different, that is that is a big step forward for them. And also I think that uh, the fact that, um, especially in this year, right, and then given... Um, uh, um, because it's not, or it wasn't a resurgence, or brought it brought back into light of racial issues. They have been, um, calling attention to racial injustice has been around for a while, but I think that and has been a, in the public eyes and often ignored by the public eyes for many years. But I think that in the past year, it had been more difficult to ignore, and had been had had been at many times more effective than it had been in previous, like, fighting for it had been more effective than it had been in previous years. And I think that, shockingly, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame decided maybe by nominating more artists of color, maybe we could try to keep up with the times, be relevant for the times, which, in my opinion, I said this about the Grammys, too, when I had gotten almost all the Grammy predictions wrong because I wasn't expecting them to 
nominate so many artists of color. Um, I had said I had said that I might not have said this in the episode, but I, if I didn't, I said it off air that the most Im- that in my opinion, music in particular is often a reflection of history at that time and hi- just history in general. And music at different times is often a sign of what's going on at that time. And I think that while the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has a... In order to be eligible, you have to have had your first release 25 years previous. By nominating artists like... um, Fila Cootie, Tina Turner, Shaka Khan, Mary J. Blige, Rage Against the Machine, Diane Warwick, and Jay-Z also... And for some of and for some of those, it might have been just because of the color of their skin, but some of them it's even more fitting because of uh, their of their fight against injustice. I think that really is a, a, more of a reflection of the times. That's all I that's all I have for this episode. I know it's a long one. Apologies about that. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, make sure you like a. Uh, the Facebook page for Groupie and Harmony. Make sure you check out uh, the the blog on there, Feeling Groupie. Make sure you check out uh, the Facebook page and the blog for Is Baller Trademarked Yet? And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.